the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday, ushering you into the weekend here. Uh, yeah, it's a bit. It's gonna be a bit of a busy night. Why? Do you hear this? Do you hear that? That's about nine thousand Ask Dr. Jesse questions that you emailed in, and I have to try to tackle all of them. But I mean, who is more qualified than me? Yeah, we've we've got some Joe Biden stuff. We have Trump stuff. We have Lindsey Graham, of course, lying through his teeth. We have everybody in this administration trying to dance around what's actually happening in Afghanistan. I'm making another prediction, and I get to say I told you so once again. You know what? We may get to that right away, but first and foremost, Joe Biden... I uh, would say, I would say, embarrassed himself, but that would probably be nice. He was shamed into postponing his trip. Remember, he was supposed to return to Delaware and put his feet up. He was shamed into not doing it, and he gave a brief press conference today to say it went poorly. Well, CNN's even criticizing him. I mean, this is this is the commander in chief today after we've been embarrassed for four or five days now on the world stage. What is your message to the America's partners around the world who have criticized not the withdrawal, but the conduct of that withdrawal and made it made them question America's credibility on the world stage? I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've spoken with our NATO allies. We've spoken with NATO allies, the secretary of state. Our national security advisors have been in contact with his counterparts throughout the world and our allies, as has the general, our, our, excuse me, I keep calling him a general, but my secretary of defense. The fact of the matter is, I have not seen that. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite I've got. The exact opposite thing is we're acting with dispatch. We're acting, committing to what we said we would do. Look, let's. Okay, every, every word he just, he just said there was a lie. We have, it's now on record, especially the UK. They're, they're blasting us in Parliament. In Parliament, they're making fun of us. So either Joe Biden is not informed at all, or Joe Biden just feels completely comfortable going on camera and telling outright lies. What he just did right there would be the equivalent of me saying, Chris, go get that piece of paper. And then five seconds later, coming on the microphone and saying, I never told Chris to go get that piece of paper. Yes, we. that's an outright lie. Also, Chris, I want you to play it one more time. And everybody just pay attention. I'm going to cut it off a little early. Pay attention to when he tries to describe Lloyd Austin. You know Lloyd Austin, the man who's the Secretary of Defense? He forgets his name again. What is your message to the... America's partners around the world who have criticized not the withdrawal, but the conduct of that withdrawal and made, it, made them question America's credibility on the world stage. I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've spoken with our NATO allies. We've spoken with NATO allies, the Secretary of State. Our national security advisors have been in contact with his counterparts throughout the world and our allies, as has the general, our, our, excuse me, I keep calling him a general, but my... Secretary of Defense. The fact of the matter is, I have the the the, the general. Uh, oh, sorry, I keep calling him the general. Uh, uh, my Secretary of Defense. He's done this before. Not only is the President of the United States of America virtually missing in action, 
He can't remember the name of the Secretary of Defense when we're in the middle of a military crisis overseas. That's eh, not good. It's not good. He also took the time to tell another outright lie, and I mean outright lie, that was actually refuted by CNN of all places right after this. Will you sign off on sending U.S. troops into Kabul to evacuate Americans who haven't been able to get to the airport safely? We have no indication that they haven't been able to get in Kabul through the airport. We've made an agreement with the, with the Taliban thus far. They've allowed them to go through. It's in their interest for them to go through. So we know of no circumstance where American citizens are carrying an American passport or trying to get through to the airport. But we will do whatever needs to be done to see to it they get to the airport. Okay, that's also a lie. That's, a, that's an outright lie. CNN went right on. Their reporter who's over there, who's been all over this stuff, she got on the camera and said, uh, it's a nightmare trying to get to the airport. Are you out of your mind? There's checkpoints everywhere. They're turning people away. You can't get through. That, that's not true. Let's set all this aside for a moment because it's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and let's, let's talk about me. Now, as you know, as you know, I am the humblest person alive. If not the humblest, that may be out of line, top five, top ten in the world, I would say, easily. So the last thing I would ever want to do is draw any attention to myself. It's not, it's not about me. But do you remember what I said to you last night? I said this last night. I believe I actually said it the night before, but just because I don't want to draw too much attention to me, I'm going to play you this clip of me from last night. Everything we're discussing here was, quote, priced into the calculation. Set aside, Jesse, right, how many Black Hawk helicopters, rifles, aircraft, night vision goggles, billions that we've left for them to use or sell. Set that aside, the 15,000 Americans were priced into this chaos? No, it wasn't priced in. It wasn't planned out because this administration doesn't do anything really thinking about America. Everything is geared about politics. That's the problem, Will. They knew we had American citizens there. They knew we had thousands of them. Biden wanted a cheap political win before September 11th. That's what it was. So they didn't take five seconds to think about getting out our civilians, maybe destroying our military equipment so they don't fall into the hands of the people we've spent 20 years fighting. It was all about politics. It's all politics all the time. That's why he's changing the subject now to coronavirus and the infrastructure bill. They only think about politics, never about America, never about Americans. Man, he's so smart. That was, that was uh, what's his name? Let me look it up here. That was Jesse Kelly on uh, Fox News last night with Will Kane. And I also, I also said this last night. Remember when I said this? Don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. Honestly, we are a country run by children. Biden, the entire administration, were run by a bunch of academics who've never spent five minutes in the actual real world. They went right from the college campus into government somehow. And that's the only way anyone on the planet could be stupid enough to think the Taliban have somehow changed their ways or they're having a crisis or, or they're worried about an economy. You have to have the brain function of a dung beetle like Biden does to actually believe that. He's so smart. Here's a headline today. I swear I didn't write this just to make myself look smart. Quote, President Joe Biden is brushing off criticism of his administration's chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal because he and his aides 
believe the political fallout at home will be limited, according to White House allies and administration officials. Didn't the Oracle tell you that? Three things. Three things these people all have in common. One, first and foremost, there is no love of country, oftentimes hatred of the country, but there's no love of America. Two, they've lived in a bubble their entire lives, and therefore they believe the world has changed because they've never experienced the real world. And three, they believe they should rule over you. I have been explaining this on my show all week. I explained it on Fox News last night. They don't sit down. They're not sitting down as we speak around a table trying to figure out how to save lives in Afghanistan. They're sitting around around a table trying to figure out how to make it politically look good. Why? There's no love of country. None. They really deep down don't care if 10,000 Americans get slaughtered in Afghanistan. If they could have that happen and not hurt them at the polls, they'd be totally fine with it. Until you accept that, until you accept that's who runs this country, you will never understand these people at all. I'm not done on the Biden stuff. We actually heard from Trump on this a couple days ago. I actually thought he did really well. But first and foremost, inflation's not going away. I wish it was. I actually don't like saying that. I don't like coming on here and saying that because I know it's killing people right now. It's just killing people at the pump. It's killing people at the store. It's, it's, it's changing the standard of living for America. It's not going to stop, though. You have got to call Oxford Gold Group and get some real gold in your safe to make sure you're safe. Money, what good does it do if it's not worth anything anymore? The only way to guarantee you will always have something that has good value is to get some gold from Oxford Gold Group. And I want to stress this again. It's real gold delivered to your doorstep. Real gold, not a piece of paper saying you own one in a vault somewhere. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. They will take care of you. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I have a juicy one. Actually, I have a bunch of juicy ones that I'm going to get here in a moment. Some uh, Somebody wants to know something about Afghanistan. I have a theory about Afghanistan. I'm going to bounce off you. And some guy's wife is trying to force him to go vegan. And there's a lot more tonight. Oh, I know. It's a wild Jesse Kelly show. But again, I want to play this again from Joe Biden. Okay? I want you to pay attention. This was the president just a little bit earlier, right before the show, when people were asking him, what about people who can't get through? Will you sign off on sending U.S. troops into Kabul to evacuate Americans who haven't been able to get to the airport safely? We have no indication that they haven't been able to get in Kabul through the airport. We've made an agreement with the with the Taliban thus far. They've allowed them to go through. It's in their interest for them to go through. So we know of no. There's no. There's no indication. Well, that's weird. I mean, maybe somebody needs to send the White House some money so they can afford cable because ABC News. They seem to think people are having trouble. We received this audio message from a trapped teacher, a U.S. permanent resident, who says even with the proper paperwork, he couldn't get through. 
for his safety, we're not naming him. It is insane. There are people holding their American passports. There are people that work with the Americans, uh, and uh, they're not letting anyone in. We are in huge danger, and we need help. The president stood up there and lied about every single thing. Now, how bad is the situation? Well, flights aren't leaving anymore from the airport we hold. Why aren't flights leaving? Because we're taking people to Qatar. Qatar has said, uh, we're full. No more. So we don't have any place to send them. Uh, we have even, again, even CNN is out there saying flights aren't leaving. During the last eight hours, the time that we've been waiting here, we have not seen a single U.S. flight evacuate people. We saw one U.S. flight take off about half an hour to an hour ago, but it was filled with U.S. servicemen and women. The people who are- All right, you, you, you get the idea. Let's set all this stuff aside because it's time for me to opine for a few. Chris, will you actually look up what opine means? I've heard people use that word a lot, and I wanted to use it on the air, but I didn't look it up. I'm not sure if it fit there per se. First Dr. Jesse question is this. Jesse, what will the crisis be that bumps Afghanistan off the front page? He says COVID is over. Afghanistan makes Biden look bad, so they will have to be something new to distract folks to give Biden cover. What does the oracle predict? He signs it, stay handsome. Now, it means to think or suppose, Chris. Well, what's suppose mean? You know, you know what? Just give me the definition for suppose in a little while. When I ask for definitions of words, it doesn't do any good to give me more big words that I don't know the definition to. Let's set that aside. We're talking about Afghanistan. I have a theory. It's just a theory. And I, I tell you when I have inside news, right? I always get, tell you when I have inside news, this is not one of those times. It's just an outside observer's theory, and here it is. I laid out all that audio for you and everything that's going on in Afghanistan to open the show for a reason. I was trying to paint the picture for you how dire the situation is, how much of a political powder keg it is if you're looking at it from a purely political standpoint, which you shouldn't be, right, because you're not an inhuman monster like they are. You're worried about the American lives and the servicemen and the kids. and I get all that. But – Set aside that for a moment. Let's look at this politically. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. He owns this. There's no there's no way around it. He owns it. This looks disastrous. And you can point to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs or the State Department, whatever. You're the president. You gave the order. They left. Now you had to send 6,000 people back in. We have all these civilians surrounded. The Taliban are a bunch of murderous monsters. People are being tortured and killed. Let's just agree. This is a terrible situation. Worst foreign policy disaster since Vietnam. So where am I going with this? What does this mean? Joe Biden is in deep, deep, deep trouble right now, much deeper than I think most people realize. I want you to picture one of two things, one of two things happening. I mean, both could happen. Lord willing, neither happen, but one of two things. One, you wake up tomorrow morning or you're going to bed tonight before your head hits the pillow and you open up social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use. And you see on there a video of an American citizen being killed by the Taliban. There is a chance that ends Joe Biden's presidency. You're responsible for the situation. 
You're currently not allowing American troops to leave the airport to go get American civilians. I think that ends Joe Biden's presidency. And I know what you're probably saying. Yeah, who would end it? I'll get to that in a moment. That's part of my theory. Or scenario number two, equally horrific, if not more. What if under pressure he decides to start letting American troops leave the base to go gather up our civilians? Remember, we don't have operational control of this country. We don't control this area. The Taliban are there. They are well-armed, and they are outstanding fighters. Are they as good as our Rangers and Marines and special operators? No, but they're very, very good fighters. What if we send out 500 Army Rangers? And what if something terrible happens and 200 come back alive? That's it for Joe Biden's presidency. In both of those situations I just described, there's a chance of both of them happening. And understand this. What's the American response if that happens? There's no choice. It's a hot war again. So not only did you not get out of Afghanistan, you're back to 2001. It's airstrikes, baby. You're assaulting locations because there's no way you can avoid a hot war if they murder an American citizen on TV or they attack a military unit and we take serious casualties. There's no way to avoid it. No, it can't possibly happen, which the American people would freak if Joe Biden screws this up and gets us back into a hot war in Afghanistan when we just got all oh, they would freak. So what does all this mean? I think something's going on here. You've seen something in recent days. I don't want to say you've never seen before, but it's extremely rare. You've seen hardcore left-wing websites and news organizations blasting Joe Biden. CNN, MSNBC, these organizations embarrass themselves routinely, sucking up to Democrats, carrying the Democrat message, and they are crucifying Joe Biden, crucifying him. I think what's going on is... Kamala Harris, who's taken off for Asia, right? She's taken off for Vietnam and Singapore and whatnot. She's leaving the situation. Kamala Harris hates Joe Biden. Kamala Harris has been counting the seconds because she's a horrifically ambitious hag. She's been counting the seconds since she got there until she can sit down in the Oval Office chair. And Kamala Harris is good friends with Barack Obama. Kamala Harris and Obama... They're tight. They're super tight. Obama hates Joe Biden too. Remember, he didn't even endorse him in the primary until after he was the only guy left. That's so odd for someone who was your vice president for eight years, right? But what? I mean, he would have taken no political hit for doing that, but he didn't do it. There's bad blood there. So, what am I saying? What's going on? I have a prediction. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We'll get to the poor sap whose wife is trying to make him go vegan in a second. But back to my theory. Joe Biden is drowning right now. Politically, he's drowning. This situation in Afghanistan is bad. There's not really an indication right now that it's going to get any better anytime soon. 
And we're we're just focusing on the American civilians right now and American troops. There's still going to be a civil war and a bloodbath, and that'll be televised too. Those journalists are still going to be there with the cameras when the Taliban starts skinning people alive. Joe Biden has a real problem on his hands. Kamala Harris left the country. Obama, Kamala Harris, especially Obama, though, they have a lot of friends in the media. I think, and again, I can't stress this enough. This is a conspiracy theory I came up with on my own. I think Barack Obama and Harris are using their influence with all their friends in the media to try to use this situation and take Joe Biden out. I think they're going to attempt to get Joe Biden to resign, which which it gives them two huge wins, two huge wins. One, Harris gets to take over, which Obama wants anyway, and Harris obviously wants. She's quite literally done everything you can do to try to get to be, you know, a political superstar. And Obama wants his protege there, and she can't get elected because she's horrific. So what better way to do this? So one, it gives her the top spot. Two, Joe Biden is forced to be the scapegoat for Afghanistan. If Joe Biden resigns in disgrace because Afghanistan goes down the tubes, then when Harris takes over, she doesn't have to own any of it. Now, you can say they would they would demand she do something. They would, but people wouldn't blame her. They'd be all, well, I mean, Joe... He just resigned because he screwed it up. Do what you can now, Kamala. And that, that also serves to serve the Democratic Party. Democrats are already going to lose the House in the midterms. It's a virtual guarantee. Now, you got to go out there and vote and work hard. I don't want you to get complacent. It's a virtual guarantee. If this continues to go south for them, if Afghanistan continues to go south, and there's no indication it's about to go north, they might lose the Senate. They might lose the Senate, too. They're trying to stop the bleeding right now. What better way to do that than by giving the public the biggest scalp you could possibly give them? The man himself. The president himself. I think Kamala Harris and Barack Obama, I think they're working with their friends in the press to try to take Joe Biden out. I do. And they're just going to wait until something truly, truly terrible happens, as if it hasn't already happened, and they're going to go for it. I do love when Trump comes back, though. When Trump comes back, <laughs> Trump comes back and just blasts away. It entertains me to, to no end. But we have the military there, and we take the military out before we took our civilians out, and before we took the interpreters and other. we want to try and help. But by the way, I'm America first. Okay, the Americans come out first, but we're also going to help people that helped us. But can you imagine now what we were going to do just very quickly is we were going to take the military out last. Okay, last. The people were coming out. They were going to come out. But the agreement was violated. So I held things back because we weren't going to do anything. Again, conditions based. But here's just to finish. The people come out first. Then I was going to take all of the military equipment. We have billions and billions of dollars worth of new Black Hawk helicopters, brand new, that Russia now will be examining. And so will China and so will everybody else to figure it because it's the greatest in the world. We have brand new army tanks and all sorts of equipment, missiles. We have everything. 
Oh, that almost hurt. I almost didn't play it. I figured you'd want to hear from the Prez, but I almost didn't play it because he's so right. Gosh, that hurts. We just gave Russia Blackhawk helicopters. Oh, gosh. Oh, you know what? We're moving on. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We can't do this all day. Talk about a heavy one here. Jesse, my significant other of 11 years has chosen to adopt a vegan lifestyle. She is adamant. She's become adamant I join her. I have to grill my rib steaks on my boat at sea so as not to offend the queen. I really want a cheeseburger in my own kitchen. How can I resolve this? Your advice will be taken with great thanks. He says he he has to use an alias (laughs) as he signs it. I'm still not going to read your name, Jim. I don't want her to find out. Now listen. Fellas. I'm going to give this to you straight, all right? I like that you treat your woman well. Always treat your woman well. Take care of her. Buy her pretty things. Tell her she looks nice. I I, I get all that. Fellas, we have got to man up in this country. If your woman wants to go vegan, that's totally fine. Let that woman go vegan. If, my, if I come home tonight and my wife says I've gone vegan, I'd say, all right, baby, have a, have, have a good one and enjoy your veggie smoothies. I'm going to walk right over to my stove and I'm going to make a steak on it. Ah, but I want you to join me. I know that's what you want, but I'm not going to. So you should probably set that aside right now. We have got to start putting our foot down as men in this country. And allow me to just say this. You'd be shocked how much she likes it. I mean, you think, you think, oh, no, she's going to get mad. Oh, yeah, she'll throw a hissy fit for about 10 minutes. And then deep down, she'll say to herself, oh, man, I can't push him around. That's kind of odd. Go home tonight with burger and make a Jesse Kelly world-famous cheeseburger in your kitchen. And if she says anything about it, say, I'm going to have another one if you say another word. I'm eating meat. I am a man. I eat meat. Moving on. Jesse, did you get this email? Your radio show phone number does not work in Alaska. Great show. Wish I could call in and say you are the Deadpool of Patriot Talk Radio. No, 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 no. You guys don't understand. Phone calls are suspended. They've been suspended since Wednesday. You remember, I didn't want to take calls to begin with. I begrudgingly started allowing some phone calls in. There were some There were some great ones where there was no small talk. No, hi, Jessica, how are you? People got in, got right to the point, made good points. On Wednesday, full disclosure, I didn't have a bunch of sleep the night before, so I may have been a little shorter-tempered than I was the day before. I had a couple calls in a row. I had to hang up on both of them. I suspended all phone calls. You can call in all you want right now. The phone won't ring. We're not going to get it. Phone calls are suspended until further notice. It's just the way it has to be. We're we're a servant of the people here, Chris. What? You wouldn't understand what it's like, Chris, to be the shogun. I would. Dr. Kelly. So when Joe Biden steps down and Kamala becomes president, ooh, somebody's on my thing. Who's the new VP? My father thinks Hillary, but with the 50-50 Senate, Senate, no way she makes it. 
I think it's going to be Peter. I can't say his last name the way you said it. That's not right, although that's hilarious. And he honestly scares me the most. He's talking about Pete Budjig. And he honestly scares me the most. I think he is very low-key angry all the time, and he has an axe to grind with Christians. And he said, stay handsome. And he says, I can read his name. His name is Alex. P.S. Needs some Frito Bandito this Friday. Chris, would you get some? Don't roll your eyes, Chris. Get Frito Bandito dialed up for the next segment, please. Pete Budjig, uh, Budjig, whatever his name is, I have been saying this about him for a long, long, long time. I said this repeatedly during the Democrat primary. I think you and I... I think we should be more worried about Pete than we are. Why? I'll tell you why in just a second. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We just got an email about... If Joe Biden gets the heave-ho, which, remember, I made a kind of an outlandish prediction tonight. If Biden, Biden, if Biden really gets the heave-ho, who takes over VP? Somebody wants to know. Is it Pete Bujig or Budjig or whatever? But he also wanted the Frito Bandito song. So let's go ahead and tackle the important thing first. Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. Yay! I like Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch, munch. <laughs> It's just the greatest song ever. (laughs) All right. As far as Pete goes, I don't have a reason for what I'm about to tell you. I mean, I don't know the meaning behind it because I'm not involved with Pete Buttigieg's life. I said repeatedly during the Democrat primary, there is an anger in that man, especially when he discusses Christians, that is palpable. Chris is a Jew and he can see it, can't you, Chris? Chris can see it. He brought it up during the break. When he discusses Christianity or Christians, there's something there. And I don't know whether that was a bad run-in with his parents when he when he when he turned out to be gay. I, I don't know. I, I honestly I don't want to speculate. I don't know. But remember this. He jumped out of the race the same time everyone else jumped out of the race in order to make sure Joe Biden was the nominee. They all miraculously came to the same conclusion in the span of about 48 hours. So let's not be children. You and I understand how the world works. They were promised things. That's how it works. Same thing that someone tried to do it to me when I ran for Congress. That's how it works. You get promised things. Oh, wow, look at that. Pete, with no experience whatsoever, is immediately made transportation secretary. Pete, here's a driver. Pete, here's Secret Service protection. Pete, he was promised things. He's a young dude. Clearly, he's somebody they want to groom for a future run. I would not be in the even tiny bit surprised to hear if they promised him they would fundraise for him, maybe back him in a future run. I don't know if Harris picks, picks Pete. 
She probably would just for the gay factor. You know, they're always trying to choke off, uh, check off as many woke boxes as humanly possible. I don't know if she picks him. I don't know. But I will tell you this. If she does, watch out. Watch out. That is a human being right there. You better keep your eyes on. And he's not going away anytime soon. He looks like he's 12, but I'm assuming, it's, I'm guessing he's in his 40s. He's going to be around for a long time. You keep your eyes on Pete. You keep your eyes on him. That is not good. I guess I probably should explain my story since I just I, I, I sprinkled it out there and didn't offer any explanation whatsoever. I've told you before about me running for Congress. You know all about that. I ran for Congress. And I've told you before when I was running for Congress at first, I, this was in Arizona, I was in the Republican primary. Well, I didn't have a primary because it wasn't supposed to be a winnable race. I was just running as hard as I could. Then eventually this fancy state senator gets in the race. Okay. I keep getting these whispers from people of, oh, I should step aside. It's his turn. I should step aside. And they tried that tactic with me first, the shaming tactic. But as you're probably not surprised, that doesn't work with me. I don't feel shame. I'm a sociopath. So I don't, I don't have whatever shame gene that is. My wife tells me that all the time. It's missing in me. It didn't ever get there. I can't feel shame. It's not, I'm not capable of it. So they decided to try another way. And I got a phone call one day. I got a phone call explaining very carefully what huge fans they were of me. I'm talking about the Republican establishment, which is weird because they just spent the last month criticizing me and trying to get me to uh, just bow out of the race for their boy. None of that worked. And I get a phone call explaining to me what huge fans of mine they are and how they think I have such huge potential. And if I would just step aside in this congressional race, they would back me all the way with money and everything for a state run. Now, I have to clarify, that's illegal, so he didn't come out and say it. This is, this is how it worked. I got a phone call from someone who said, this is what I think they're going to do. And I was too naive. I didn't realize that was the call. So I hang up the phone with him. He called, he, this guy had called me and said, I think they're going to offer you a bunch of money to, or, or, or they're going to offer to back your, your run for state house, and, and I think they're going to do this, and I think they're big fans of you now. And I, so, so I, I didn't understand the political game. I was a newbie back then. I just hit the end button, and I quickly call one of my salty campaign friends, and I say, hey, listen, somebody's going to call me soon and offer me a bunch of this campaign stuff. I'm not going to take it, but he's going to do it. And he said, Jesse, you idiot. That was the call. They can't offer you that. That's illegal. That call telling you that call is going to come, that was the call. But that's how the game works. It's illegal. That's what they all do. That's why Pete Buttigieg went right from running for president. And remember, he wasn't even polling well. He went right from running for president to being transportation secretary. How do you think that happened? Hey, Pete. Time for you to step aside for old Uncle Joe. Don't worry. We don't anticipate he's going to be here long. Just be, trans just be transportation secretary for now. I promise we will take care of you in the future. That's how the game works. Dr. Jesse, the Oracle Greek God, J. Steele Third. That's how you sign in to do an email. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. I'm a new listener. Where can I find the Jesse Kelly playlist? And she signs it, striving to be a dime every day. And she said, I can say her name. Her name is Melanie. Okay, one. What playlist? Is she talking about the song playlist, Chris? 
Should we start putting our song playlist on 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 the website? No, because you're gonna put if we do that, you're gonna put Smashing Pumpkins Pumpkins on there to make me mad, and you're gonna put Van Halen on there to make me mad. We're not doing this anymore. In fact, I want you to put on that song I talked to you about today. I want you to play that song at some point in time in the show. I asked Chris if he had heard of this song. Gosh, I forget the name of it. What was the song? The song was by Space Hog. Uh, let me look it up real quick. This is very professional. Space Hog. In the meantime, is the name of the song. And Chris looks at me just with this blank stare. And I said, what? You've never heard of it? The song actually came out before he was born. These are the children I'm dealing with on this show. All right. We have some question from a school staffer. Very worried. Hang on a sec. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Yeah, we don't we don't have real leadership right now in the country. We just we just do not. We do not. We have a half functional adult as president. We have a bunch of radical leftist nut jobs around him. And America got to witness that once again today when Joe Biden stepped up to the microphone. What is your message to the America's partners around the world who have criticized not the withdrawal, but the conduct of that withdrawal and made, it, made them question America's credibility on the world stage? I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've spoken with our NATO allies. We've spoken with NATO allies, the Secretary of State. Our national security advisors have been in contact with his counterparts throughout the world and our allies, as has the general, our, our, excuse me, I keep calling him general, but my Secretary of Defense. The fact of the matter is, I have not seen that. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite I've got. The exact opposite thing is we're acting with dispatch. Yeah, we're the acting- guy doesn't have any idea what's going on. He's com- completely unprepared for this, which is ironic because he had one of his spokesmen stepping up to the microphone today right before his press conference saying, oh, he's totally prepared. This is not something that all just happens. This is the result of planning. I know there's been a lot of criticism of the effort and of uh, how things have played out over the last couple of days. But the truth is the president prepared for this possibility. He pre-positioned troops in the Gulf who were able to rush in immediately. No, he didn't. (laughs) No, he didn't at all. They weren't prepared for any of this. It's a total mess. Total mess. Now, I only played you that. I'm going to get right back to your questions in a second. Because I'm about to play you a little clip from Lindsey Gra- Lindsey Graham. All right, I'm so sick of Republicans that talk the talk. And I'll be honest. Look, we all get played for suckers now and then. You remember the Kavanaugh hearing when Lindsey Graham? I mean, who's always been kind of wishy washy. He just becomes this lion all of a sudden, and he's just out there savaging the left and blasting the Democrats. And look. Full disclosure, I'm not perfect. I mean, I'm close, but I'm not perfect. I got sucked in. I thought, wow, Lindsey Graham is just, he's changed himself. This is amazing. Obviously, none of that turned out to be true. It's all talk, all bark, no bite. So when I when I heard him say this, I mean, I was cheering. Ain't none of this true. He was told by our military, we need a residual force on the ground. I told President Trump this, if you take all of our troops out, the Taliban will take over, and the Taliban will align with al-Qaeda, and we'll have another 9-11. You cannot protect America with everybody out. 
a residual force is necessary. It was an insurance policy against 9-11. The CIA in Coast, the military in Bagram, was an insurance policy against another 9-11, and Joe Biden canceled that insurance policy against sound military advice. I will say again, if he does not get every American citizen out, if he doesn't get those who fought bravely along our side, the Afghans out, he's committed a high crime or misdemeanor of dereliction of duty. Any military commander would be court-martialed for leaving our people behind, and I think the commander-in-chief owes it to every American citizen and owes it to the Afghans who fought along our side to get them out because if we leave them behind, they're going to get slaughtered. Yeah, but you're not going to do anything. That's my problem. My problem is Republicans love to go on the news. They love to go on TV shows and radio shows, and they love to talk about all the big things they're going to do, and we're going to take the fight to them because they know that's what you and I want to hear, right? Let's take the fight to them. They never do anything. They never do anything. Nothing. We already had, remember we went over it the other day briefly, in case you missed it, it was at the end of the show. We already had Kevin McCarthy. He's probably going to be Speaker of the House after the midterms. Already came out and said, no, we're not going to plan to impeach Joe Biden. They just impeached your guy twice. What incentive do they have to stop doing that if you won't return fire? None. Instead, no, we're going to be, we want to be statesmen. They play the game like it's life or death. They play the game like it's life or death. Republicans play the game like it's just a, just a friendly game of checkers. It's why we've had our teeth kicked in by these communists time and time again. They wouldn't hesitate. They're not going to hesitate to impeach our next Republican president. They're not. If they get a hold of the House of Representatives, they will impeach the next impeach the next Republican president. I guarantee it. You can write this down. I don't care. It's a fact. Why wouldn't they? We've not shown even the slightest ability or or desire to slow these people down at all. Gosh. Shogun, should the Republican Party start making some political ads in Spanish to point out that commie Democrats love abortion? Pointing out that the communists also love to destroy families and have no love for God. Well, a couple things on this. One, Latinos across the United States of America are pulling to the right. No, they're not a bunch of Republicans yet. They are pulling to the right. Texas is a little different. Texas, where I live, our Latinos are Republicans. I think think it's 55%, 60% here because Mexican culture is so ingrained in Texas culture here. I've lived all over the country, and you still get the racial divisions everywhere. And remember, racial divisions are perfectly natural. You don't have to celebrate them, but they're perfectly natural. There's a reason there was always the Italian part of town and the Irish part of town and the Jewish part of town and the black part of town. These kind of divisions are the norm. don't, Don't make everybody, don't let anybody tell you America's racist. That's how the history of mankind is. But in Texas, because it was Mexico, it was Spain, it was France, it was, it was te- Mexican culture is ingrained in Texas culture. So our Latinos are Republican anyway. They are Republican anyway. Across America, though, you are seeing a shift back that way. It's not that they're becoming more Republican in their values. It's that Latinos are horrified at the cultural strides the left has made. 
Uh, they, they may they may want high taxes. They may want uh, social welfare programs. They may want all those things. When you start telling them you can change your gender, now you're losing them. Now you're losing them. So the answer to your question is yes. The answer to your question is yes. Look, but the Republican Party doesn't know how to play offense. I've been saying this for the longest time. Democrats, Democrats will fund a candidate running in a blood-red district just to try to chip away at it. And then they'll fund them again. And then they'll fund them again and fund them again. And soon, 10 years later, they've taken a blood-red district, and maybe they break one off. Maybe the guy gets in a scandal. Maybe you get a vote. Republicans, Republicans don't even think about going into uh, poor black neighborhoods. They don't ever think about it. Remember, I've had him on the show before, Joe Collins. He's running up against that scumbag Maxine Waters out in Compton. And, I mean, Republicans think about Compton and they think, oh, the, the ghetto, no chance there. And, yeah, Joe Collins doesn't have a chance next time either. But maybe the next time and maybe the next time. Remember what Joe Collins said when I brought him on the show? He said, people in my neighborhood have never met a Republican in their lives until they met me. Unless we start attacking Every part of them, the way they attack every part of you, we're never going to gain ground. We, we just choose our battles, and we never put them on their heels at all. They don't look at any race in the country, because the communist doesn't think this way. They don't look at any race in the country and think, oh, pfft. you know, that's a loss. Let's not even bother with it. Now, they may know it's a loss, but they think to themselves, it's still worth the struggle, because in the end, we may overcome it. We need to uh, assault every single thing they hold at all times. How often have you had this feeling, especially in the last year? How often have you had the feeling, oh, my gosh, we're surrounded. They're attacking everything. You almost feel overwhelmed, right? You, you look around, and they're attacking this. It's cartoons. It's sports. It's, it's, it's everything. They're after it all. You get that feeling because they are. You get that feeling because they are. They never, ever, ever look at something and say to themselves, that's too hard. It'll take too long. I don't want to bother with it. They don't think in that way because it's their religion. We don't assault things like that. And it's a loser for us. Now, let me tell you something. I don't have any good news to give you about inflation. I don't have any good news to give you about the value of the dollar you have worked so hard for. And I know you've worked hard for it. They're already talking again about adding a $3.5 trillion bill on top of the infrastructure bill. They're not slowing down on that. They're not backing off. That dollar in your pocket is getting weaker by the day. You need some gold. When I open my safe, I have a passport and some cash and some gold. You have to have gold. People are doing this across the country because it stays valuable forever. Gold had value 2,000 years ago. Gold has value today and will have value 2,000 years from now. Call Oxford Gold Group. They will send you real gold. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. That will take special care of you. Oxford Gold Group, 833-995-GOLD. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask 
Dr. Jesse Friday. Yeah, it's back to your questions. And I, I realize I haven't answered near enough of these, and I'm looking at this huge stack, so I'm going to pick up the pace. We are now going to adopt a vigorous pace. What, Chris? Now, don't make it weird now. Why do you have to make it weird every time? Grow up. Dear handsome Grand Poobah Steel Kelly Third Esquire. What, Chris? My school district held a staff-only function with our tax money, of course, and they had no mask and distancing requirements. This same district will also be requiring my nephews to breathe through a cut-up tablecloth over their face in the fall. These pompous commies then posted photos of the event when the parents in our area began questioning the masking and distancing. And when our parents began questioning, they, they deleted the posting. After deleting the comments, they blocked him. I question my school district's decision on masking. My question to you is, do I go forward with a lawsuit against the district? There have been similar suits in the past with public entities blocking or deleting comments that have gone well for my plaintiffs. My wife is a squishy Republican and will most certainly not back me through an endeavor like that. The rest of my family is as red-blooded as you can get, and I fear that many of them wouldn't support it either. I seek the wisdom of high handsomeness himself in my time of need. He says, don't use his name, please, and I will not. I would like it if you could bring the wife on board. If you can't bring the wife on board here, I'll, I'll just say this. Because I, 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 I don't want to cause any problems in anybody's home, even though I already told the guy whose wife went vegan to start eating cheeseburgers again. My word, man up, son. But I don't want to cause any problems in anybody's home, but I'll say this. Moving forward, moving forward, taking these people on, it's going to involve doing things that make the people around you uncomfortable as well. There's not, there's not a polite way to beat these people now. They are too entrenched. The roots are too deep. We have to dig these roots out. And digging out roots that are this deep is going to involve other dirt coming with it. These, these people are not going to stop. They're not going to slow down until you stop them. You cannot stop them politely. You cannot stop them nicely. You cannot stop them with the strongly worded letter. Yes, sue their pants off. Even if you lose, if you have the ability to do so, take the fight to them. Again, back to what I was just talking about when I was talking about Republicans need to back uh, black candidates in these urban black neighborhoods, even though they'll get their doors blown off for a long time. What I'm saying is make them defend everything the way they make you defend everything. They make you defend it all, right? You can't, you can't wrap your mind around this thing before that thing happens. You're sitting there worried about uh, the military's getting destroyed. Your child turns on Nickelodeon and sees a dancing transgender on the screen. It's like everything's at under assault at all times because it is. Assault back. Take the fight back to them. And people in your life are going to be uncomfortable with that. I'll, look, I'll just tell you something, full disclosure right now as far as me. As you can tell, I don't exactly hold back. I have people in my life relatives of mine even, in my life, they are not comfortable with it. They are worried about me. It's not that they don't believe what I believe. They're worried about me. They're worried about how in your face I am about calling these people out and stuff like that. They're worried about my safety. And I, look, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. I don't know. 
We don't have time for fear like that anymore. We don't have time. There's not time for it. Either we care enough about the country or are we just joking all the time? I mean, I realize we are joking a lot of the time on this show, but are we just, are we serious about this? Or is this just stuff we like to agree with with each other over a bourbon on the back porch? Either we're serious and we get some bite or we're not serious. I, I've, look, I've said it a bunch. There are a million versions of this saying. I certainly didn't come up with it, although I'll obviously take all the credit. Don't tell me what you believe. Show me what you believe. Make them feel pain. Make them defend something. Make them spend money on lawyers to defend your lawsuit. Offense. Offense. Put them on their heels. Dr. Jesse, China and Russia will start gobbling up territories like there's no tomorrow because Biden just told the world we are weak and retreating from global obligations. Also, I keep hearing how 2022 will be a bloodbath. What makes you think Democrats will allow Republicans to win? Apparently, it's up to them. Dems know fiddling with elections is unconstitutional, but hey, so are rent moratoriums. They will mess with it and let the courts fail to protect the elections, just like last year. Republicans won't be allowed to win anything, and Republicans will shrink away from the fight. Listen to me. I get a lot of these emails like this about election integrity, and you think Democrats are going to cheat, and they're going to steal an election. I, I get a lot of emails like this. I am not here to tell you, oh, that won't happen. No, that can't happen. Oh, they would never do that. I would never say that to you. It would be a lie. I, I, I just won't do that. I would never say that. But I will say this. Do you want violence in this country? Do you want to see people dying? I'm assuming the answer to that question is no. I hope the answer to that question is no. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Okay, so if the answer to that question is no, we have no choice but to continue to try to do this the election way for as long as humanly possible. The election way. Maybe you're right. Look, maybe there is some nefarious plot to steal the next election. I, I, I don't know. I'm not in those boards. I, I don't get invited to the com- I don't get invited to the communist meetings. Maybe there is a plot to do so. We can't operate like that. What are we going to do? Just wash our hands of the whole thing and hand the country over? That's certainly not an option, is it? Not an option at all. So maybe you're right. But we have to act like you're not. I know I couldn't say this on a phone call. I love your candor and show. I recently moved from Minnesota to Wisconsin due to the weak representation and ridiculous taxes. When Jason Lewis lost to Craig, I was done. Wait a minute. WA is Wisconsin, right, Chris? WA is Wisconsin. Thanks, Michael. Wait, wait. Are you two idiots sure about this, or is it Washington? It's Washington. Oh, no. (laughs) That's okay. No one heard, I'm sure. All right, recently moved from Minnesota to Washington. Once he popped up the names, I was, I was a little suspect. Due to the weak rep- representation and ridiculous taxes. When Jason Lewis lost to Craig, I was done. One comment when your listeners ask about where to go, the idea of finding that conservative place, why not focus on the takeover of royal blue cities and states? Atlas Shrugged is my favorite book, but rather than retreat to some isolated place, I prefer to push to take over lost cities, counties, and states. That sounds contrary to my decision to move. Why try to transform a flyover state versus focus on an influential can- cancer center? He said, no reply required, just the thought. Cheers. Look, I get, I get this a lot. I get this a lot. And I'll tell you, if that's where you're at, 
I want to stay in my blue area and try to save it. I am never going to judge you for that. I think that's totally honorable. I don't want to give this to them. I want to stay and fight for it. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to give this up. I, I want to stay and fight for it. I think it's a losing strategy. I think it's going to hurt our movement in the end, but I don't judge you. Now, why do I say I think it's going to hurt our movement in the end? I'll tell you in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Before I forget, if you miss any part of this spectacular show starring, well, me, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. Back to the listener's email. She asked the question, why not stay in the blue states? Why not focus on the blue states and turn them red? I've had this email before. I would never tell you you're wrong. I would never tell you you're doing the wrong thing, staying there and fighting and trying to take it back. You're you're not doing the wrong thing. However, I look at all of this as a battle. I look at it as a war, to be frankly, to be, to be frank. George Washington is thought of as one of the great generals of all time. And that's not just an American thing. You know, rah, rah, George Washington. Like they, they study him overseas. And you know what George Washington's greatest move was? His greatest, his greatest move as a general, one of his specialties? Retreating. So what, what are you talking about? The tactical retreat realizing you have limited forces. They can't be replaced. You must protect them and only fight battles of your choosing. Only fight battles when and where you want to fight battles. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, he, he could have been extremely valiant, a whole bunch. I'm going to take my 3,000 men and charge into the enemy who's dug in up there. Would have been very, very brave. And you wouldn't have a free country today. Instead, he chose to save his men and save his men and save his men, preserving them until he could fight in a place where he could actually win. Yeah, I would love to tell you, because I I would love to tell you, hey, uh, yeah, stay in this blood blue city. Blood blue. Wait a minute, that doesn't work. This dark blue city. Stay in this complete communist city and just, just keep working on it. The problem is this hurts us twice. One, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. Two, I need you with me. Because when I tell people to balkanize and move, what's the second part of that every time? Balkanize, move, and fortify it. When you get where you're going, be an activist. Run for office. Run for school board, city council, mayor. Run for state senator. I need you with me because they're coming here too. Remember, the communist is not going to get tired. He's not going to look around and think, oh, I've had enough. As soon as they've finished completely destroying all these places, they're coming to the red places you're moving to. You staying behind enemy lines and getting swallowed up by the machine, it hurts me. I need you here. We need your, We need our reinforcements. I got to pick up the pace on these questions, Chris. Dear Oracle of Outstanding Advice. I'm 43 now, but when I'm 30, I ran with the Bulls. He's talking about running with the Bulls in, uh, what is it, Pamplona, I believe. Pamplona, Spain. Chris, what am I asking you for? 
You at least you knew it was Spain. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, I've never been so scared. Ran as fast, jumped over those lesser than me so many times. It was pure panic and chaos in a huge crowd. It was an experience I'll never forget or regret. Coolest thing I've ever done in my life. My advice to young men would be to do it. Would the Oracle agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know right now there are mothers all over the United States of America penning a hateful email to me, worried their sons will go run with the bulls in Spain. Allow me to explain. Is there, in, you know, in just a pure black and white logical way, is there some value to running for your life from animals trying to gore you to death in the middle of a street? No, there's no real practical value in it there. However, and hear me out, mothers, you need to hear this. And what am I thinking? Half the dudes in this country need to hear this now. Your son, your son is going to be a man. Part of being a man means testing yourself, means flirting with danger. Now, flirting doesn't mean being an idiot. I didn't say wrestle a bull, did I? You better run and run fast. You've got to flirt with danger a little bit in this life. You have to. As, as a dude, you have to. There's a reason cultures throughout history have done things that appear to be so stupid. Why are guys doing that? Why are they having a rock-carrying competition? That's dumb. Oh, look, they're practicing headbutting trees. That makes no sense. It doesn't make sense unless you understand what a man is and what a man is here to do. A man has to test himself, too, for his own sake. Find out what he's made of. Find out what he's not made of. Maybe you'll like the view. Maybe you won't. But a man has to do such things. I've never done it. I don't know if I would do it now. I feel like I'm too slow. But I'd be tempted. I, if I will tell you, if I was there, I would never, I would never fly that far to do something like that. Just because flying is miserable when you're six eight. Remember, I'm six eight. Flying is miserable. So if I take a long flight, I have to go first class. Have you seen what they charge for first class tickets? It's two thousand dollars, Chris. You you looked up the plane tickets. That's a first-class ticket? $2,000 for one plane ticket. So, so if I'm flying that far, I'm going to be making the most of it. I'm going, to be the, I'm going to be doing historical things. But if I was there and I heard that the running with the, with the Bulls was going on, I'll be frank with you, I might be tempted to do it. Right, Chris? Am I out of line there? I'd be tempted to do it. I'll tell you part of the reason why, too. I would feel like a coward if I didn't do it. I know that it's going to sound crazy to a bunch of people. I would feel like I chickened out. And look, pride, pride can get you through a lot. You, you realize I was, a, I was a completely average Marine, right? And there were so many of these long, grueling humps and things like that we'd go on. I didn't want to be there anymore. I wanted to quit. There was nothing in the world I wanted more than to be one of the weaklings who just laid down on the side of the road and said, I give up. And you know why I didn't? It's not because I was strong. I didn't want to look like a sissy in front of my friends. Pride ain't always a bad thing. I didn't want to look like a sissy in front of my friends. So I put my head down and kept walking. Paging Dr. Handsome Jesse. I like this guy already. Oh, wait, it's a girl. I seek your wisdom in all your superlative knowledge of all things. 
At what point is it probable that the superior U.S. military will defend America from these obvious domestic threats? Uh, never. They're currently remaking the military in their own image. Do not bank on the military to save you. I'm not trying to uh, bring you down. What do you think this vaccine stuff's about? Who's going to be leaving the military because of the forced vaccine? Is it the hardcore right-wingers? Yeah, it is. You think the communists are leaving the military? They all lined up for their vaccines right off the bat. Why do you think they started pushing the social justice woke stuff so hard? We need transgenders. We have to teach white people how evil they are. Part of the reason they're doing that is so all the people who think like you and me, so they'll leave. The, the communists are not stupid. They understand you must eventually get a monopoly on force. All right, she continues on. At what point will our hero defenders use their skills and collaborating connections to take out these killers of our Constitution? Is it wrong to hope they save us soon? Much gratitude, Dr. Jesse. I'm, I'm not, look, it's not my job to say you're wrong. It is wrong, though, to want violence right now. I think when people say stuff like that, I think they don't fully understand what they're wanting. You don't want anyone to get hurt. And even if you think you do, trust me, you don't. It's different when you hear it and see it and smell it. You're just going to have to trust me on that. You don't want that to happen. I know you're mad. I know you're scared. I get all that. I, I, look, I feel the same way, right? I feel the same way. Let's, let's, let's make sure we're not going that route. All right, I have a heavy, heavy, heavy Dr. Jesse question I have to answer next. And yes, somebody made an outstanding food recommendation you're going to want to hang on to. But first and foremost, I want to tell you a little story. Husband and wife, driving home from dinner one night. Stop at a red light. It's dark outside. Boom, angry crowd shows up. Shouting, cussing, pounding on the car. Soon they're trying to get in the car, which would be frightening enough. They manage to get the door open and start dragging the husband from the car. Wife is screaming and crying. They're about to die. Except he gets his hand on his Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. Shoots his attacker twice in the chest. It unleashes this brutally powerful chemical irritant, this pepper irritant. It's way worse than pepper spray. Attackers back off. Couple escape safely. No shots fired. Not a single life lost. I own one of these. Go get one. Hero2020.com. That's Hero2020.com. Use the coupon code Kelly for a special discount. State law restrictions may apply. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Gosh, we don't have much left, and I have a bunch of I have a bunch of questions. The urgency is now, Chris. Now I know I know it's a big stack. I'm hurrying. All right, let's get right into it. Dr. Kelly, the most handsomest voice on the radio. I heard you okay. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. I heard you occasionally mention sitting and enjoying a glass of bourbon. What is your brand? I'm rather partial to Elijah Craig. All right. I get a level with everybody. This is this is for all of the United States of America. I understand I have a job now that puts you in the public eye. 
I'm still white trash. I can't help I can't help what I am. I can't help who I am. Most of the time, if you see me order a bourbon, it's Jim Beam. Don't don't don't, don't scowl at that, Chris. There's nothing wrong with Jim Beam. And look, I love Elijah Craig. I've had Elijah Craig. I walk in a store if I want to buy bourbon. And I look at the price of the Elijah Craig, and then I look at the price of the Jim Beam, and I say, is it that much better? It's, look, Elijah Craig is really, really, really good. It's really, I'm not, I love good bourbons, too. I, I love good bourbons, too. How much is it? Oh, now I have Chris telling me it's not that expensive. Can you people even drink bourbon? Is that kosher? Are you, in all seriousness, are you allowed to drink bourbon? You're pretty sure? Don't you think you should find that out before you have another glass, Chris? Anyway, how much more is it than Jim Beam? Look it up right now. How much more is it? He's going to look it up. Jim Beam, look, I'm a simple man. I am a simple man. And that is not to say, look, I'm not trying to tell you I don't like the good stuff. I like the good stuff too. But if I'm just going to have a glass, what's wrong with some Beam? What, Chris? Chris is trying to say Elijah Craig is cheaper. You're looking at the wrong thing, pal. All right, moving on. Menu shaman, burger chef of the century. Do you own an air fryer? Oh, yeah, you, you, you pay attention to this one. You're going to want to pay attention to this because this sounds phenomenal. Yes, we do own an air fryer. No, I don't know how to work it. I'm not the wife. Anyway, the wife does, and I sent this to her. He said you need to get one for frozen fries and tater tots. All right, everyone writing this down? The best frozen fries are prepared thusly. Take advantage of that spice cabinet that a Portuguese trader from the 1200s would pass out at the sight of. Put a serving of frozen French fries in a round Tupperware container. Drizzle with olive oil. Top said fries with salt, black pepper, garlic powder, parsley, and chives. Spin the fries in the closed Tupperware container and air fry those puppies until they're good and crispy. Use the greatest condiment in the world to dip ketchup. Enjoy. Well, one, you really went off the rails when you said ketchup was the greatest in the world. I'm not anti-ketchup. Let's slow down. Get some ranch or something out there. But that sounds phenomenal. What, Chris? Chris said dip them in cheese. Well, I'm not going to fault you on that. I'm not going to fault you on that. The wife, oh, I didn't. That actually reminds me. The wife caught me yesterday. Sometimes, see, everyone says you can have breakfast all three meals of the day, and that's obviously true. I have breakfast all the time. I'm an egg freak, and for some reason, I love bacon and eggs so much. I love them more than pancakes and waffles. And I'm not anti-pancake and waffle. I just want bacon and toast and eggs for breakfast. However, I also like cheeseburgers for breakfast. And all the, the the fast food places that serve cheeseburgers, if I'm going fast food, I try not to do that as much anymore since I'm 40 now. But if I'm going fast food and I pull in and I see I can get the breakfast menu or I can get a double cheeseburger, oftentimes I'll get a double cheeseburger. The wife walked in on me the other day. She had, she had been working out doing some weird yoga or whatever it is that women do. She walks in. I'm hammering a double cheeseburger and curly fries. Only I had some leftover queso from the day before. I had warmed it up in the microwave, and she caught me mid-dip, dipping curly fries in queso for breakfast. You've never seen disappointment like that on somebody's face. Dear political genius, that of which I am not, 
I, rec- I just recently got into politics because I refuse to be someone that relies on Facebook and celebrity opinions in order to navigate my way through life. I thoroughly enjoy your podcast and my education of communism and how much it has infected our society. I was listening to your podcast from a couple days ago in which you said, screw Afghanistan. And as offending as that was, I found myself laughing at the same time. Okay, I get it. We can't help everyone. We can't even help ourselves these days. But if we say screw Afghanistan or screw Taiwan or screw South Korea, don't those countries ultimately succumb to opposing forces and eventually they screw us? She says, thanks, Jesse. And I, she did not say I could say her name, so I will not say her name. What I was saying was this. We can't take a terrible situation now and terrible pictures and terrible videos and throw open our country to tens of thousands of people who don't share our values. Other countries have tried this around the world, specifically with Afghanis. They've tried it around the world with disastrous results. That doesn't mean good or bad. Not all cultures mix together. Why is that so controversial to say? Not all cultures mix together. I mean, Chris, how many Jews are there in Afghanistan? Here, let me spoil it for you. There's one, and I'm not. I I believe, I'm not kidding, Chris. Yeah, there's one in the entire country because they just ran a news story on him. In fact, we should probably all say a prayer for him because I don't know that he's accounted for, and I hope he was able to get out and get himself safe. Okay, now, that's just obvious. The cultures aren't mixing. Uh, let's be honest. They're not mixing together. We don't have to act like everything mixes together. But to your point of leave this country alone or leave that country alone, we've tried for a long time in America to secure the entire world. I mean, like you bring up something like South Korea. South Korea is more than capable of handling North Korea. More than capable. North Korea, yeah, they're a militaristic state. South Korea, they're ready to rule. Countries around the world are either ready to rule or need to get themselves ready to rule. Europe isn't. Europe would get barnstormed by Russia. Why? Because they decided to let us spend all the money on our military and do all the protecting, and they blew all their money on social programs. Is that fair? Us to be the military welfare of the world so they can go turn their countries into socialists? No, 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 no. Your country has to look out for itself, always. That's not a, that's, I'm not being cold-hearted. That's just the facts. All right. Somebody has a question, and it's one that's going to apply to a lot of us. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And there's just, there's no way I can let the show end without this doozy from the CDC director. No, don't worry. You're, you didn't lose track of time. The show's not almost done. We have a whole hour left, but the CDC director came out and just kind of dropped this bomb. And I thought maybe this should be getting more attention. We are seeing concerning evidence of waning vaccine effectiveness over time and against the Delta variant. Additionally, Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. Given this body of evidence, we are concerned that the current strong protection against severe infection, hospitalization... Hold on. Hold on. Did, did I hear that right? Severe risk 
for those vaccinated early? What? Did I hear that right? Because at one point in time, at some point in time, people were going to have to accept something here. And no, you know what? I'm not even going to lay it out. At some point in time, people were going to have to accept something here. Maybe, maybe you're the long-term study. Dr. Jesse, dear, handsome stork, an all-time great shed builder. My wife, kids, and I live in a great house in a great neighborhood in a great suburban area outside a major northeastern metro city. Our real estate state taxes are basically nothing, and I'm a max 10-minute drive from any necessary or non-necessary item or service I ever need. The kids are in a great non-communist-run schools and have many friends they can play with daily, so they're not bothering me with their nonsense, especially from Monday to Friday between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. <laughs> we have many, many, many like-minded friends and neighbors as well, which is the only reason we survived the COVID imperialism. But we are certainly outnumbered at the ballot box at all election levels mainly due to a bunch of whiny sheep in our township who can't see the communist locomotive about to run through their home. We have vacationed down south many times, most recently to Florida in October. And as we see the COVID communist scumbag psychopaths at our local and state governments start to get their mojo back with the supposed Delta variant, those southern venues are tugging at our heartstrings harder than Kamala. I can't read that. I can't read that part on the air. We are not going to fully relocate there for many reasons, but to fight off this uncontrollable desire for freedom-loving American culture and tell all the communist dirtbags here to eat it, what would your advice be for those of us who want to balkanize in a moderately Democrat-slash-communist area as I describe? It was the honor of my lifetime to be able to type this email to you. He said I can read his name on the air. His name is Mark. You know, there I've had these emails before of, hey, I want to balkanize. I'm in a great area. My kids are in a good school. I've got good neighbors. I've got this. I've got that. I'm never going to tell you to give that up. I have lived, you know, I've lived a million times. At one point in time in my childhood, because when we moved to Montana, we didn't have any money. So my folks, my, they're really, really good at real estate. My, they just have an eye for it. My dad has a great eye, eye for it. We lived in 10 houses in 10 years at one point in time. You, you hear me? 10 houses in 10 years. So when I say I've moved, I've moved. Every, every state in the country, I've just, I've been all over. I've had great neighbors. I've had nightmarish neighbors. I've had neighbors I didn't know. Right now in our current situation, uh, my best friend my best friend lives in my neighborhood. My wife is best friends with his wife as well. My kids are buddies, good close buddies with his kids. I wouldn't give that up for anything. There's no substitute for being two minutes away from a buddy you can grab a burger with. From a buddy the whole family can get together with and have a beer. There's, there, there's no substitute for that. None. Enjoy yourself. But I will say this. Might not hurt to get down there and run for school board anyway. Make some enemies. You always can get to go back home after. Dear handsome Oracle, I'm a new listener and I'm obsessed with your mind. What does that mean? I don't know. Anyway. 
I, I'm taking it as a compliment because I take everything as a compliment. We need more like you so badly. Initially, my employer was mandating masks until we got vaxxed. I relented against my will because I hate the oppression of wearing a mask for eight hours a day. Plus, I want to stop the fear-mongering that the mask represents. Now, new rule my employer decided to mandate masks for both vaxxed and unvaxxed. I am so outraged that I was duped into getting the vax in the first place. I am now looking for a job I can do remotely. However, what do you suggest in the interim? By the way, we are threatened daily with getting fired for being caught maskless. Oh, gosh, that would suck. I try and take off the mask whenever I can sneak it, but the feeling of being controlled is unbearable, and it makes me angry every day. I have been here 18 years and cannot believe how this company has become so communist so quickly. I live in New Jersey and am moving red as soon as my children turn 18. What would you do in this scenario? Says she can't quit due to financial circumstances, doesn't want me to read her name. Okay, look, you took the vaccine and you're mad about it. How many, how many, how many proverbs are there out there about you know yesterday's history and tomorrow's a mystery? But today's a gift. That's why they call it a present. I think that's from Kung Fu Panda, if I remember right. Look, when you have kids, you'll understand. All right. All right. You got the vaccine and you're mad about it. Let that go. Let that go. You you haven't had a fraction of the screw-ups in your life as I have. And I mean, just horrible things you've done. And I don't even want to call them screw-ups. I'm just a terrible person. I have a laundry list of things I wish I could take back. I can't. I can't. So set that aside. All right. You got the vaccine. What would you do in the meantime? If you're there providing for your family, I mean, if you got to have that job while you're looking for a job to work remotely, wear the mask and suck it up. And look, I, I say this as somebody who despises them. I haven't even, because I live in Texas and I live in the burbs and I can do what I want. I, I haven't had a mask on my face in a couple months since the last time I had to go get on a plane. I never put on a mask anymore. I know they're horrible. They're horrible. And I know you're miserable. And I know you're going to find a new job. But kids got to eat, don't they? I mean, kids got to eat. It's the way it is. Dr. Jesse, why do communists and fascists hate each other? Aren't they basically the same thing? Is it just that they both want, want power and therefore can't exist? Yes and no. Uh, communism and fascism, they are they always end up as the same thing, as really one guy or a couple guys holding power. Fascism, its rise, it was really it was really sold as being anti-communism. And this was at a period of time when the old order, the old order of monarchies were being tossed away and people were starting to experiment with socialism and communism. Well, part of socialism and communism, and this is a huge part of it, is atheism. That's why they always go after all religions. Whatever the case may be, they try to destroy the religion because communism is in of itself a religion and you can't serve two gods. They know that. That always, always, inevitably results in perversion in a society. Horrible perversion in a society. This is not an America 2021 invention. This is the norm. This is what happens in a communist socialist place. What happens then is inevitably people who want their cultural values back, they want, they want their country to, to have the values they've always loved, like Spain. I brought up Spain. That's a great example of this. 
when the communists were taking over there. Well, Spain is a hugely Catholic country. The people were horrified. They were horrified by all this stuff. They don't choose a fascist because they want a fascist. They choose a fascist because nobody else is promising to protect them in their way of life. And so that's why they end up picking a different side of that same coin. You still get the same gulags. It's just the communists in there instead of the people on the right. Yeah, you're right. It's the same, but different. That was a long way of coming back to that. All right. You can buy one company in the world. What is it? I'll tell you mine in a second. The talk radio revolution. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like the white house definitely sounds like they have a real solid hold on the situation going on right now in Afghanistan. Does the U.S. military con- consider the Taliban an enemy? The, the thing we're, we're, we're working against right now is, is time and space, and we want to get as many people out of Kabul as we can in as little amount of time as we can. There are no hostile interactions right now between American forces and the Taliban, and we want to keep it that way. The American forces are in the airport. Of course there's no hostile. Uh, you know... It's really embarrassing. This whole thing has been internationally embarrassing. I'll get back to you. Ask Dr. Jesse questions in a second. This whole thing's been internationally embarrassing. And I saw this on Fox, and this, this makes it so much worse. It makes it so much worse that the British and French are actively sending their guys out to gather their people up. And now the British are grabbing Americans too. Other countries are grabbing our people. Listen to this. And what we've heard for the, from the last few days from the administration and the Pentagon is that the airport is safe, the perimeter is secure, and evacuation flights are taking place. But frankly, that is all useless if U.S. citizens cannot reach the airport. Well, other countries are not waiting that long. They're going out there. They're getting their people. It is now widely reported that the U.K. deployed an additional 300 troops to Kabul earlier in the week to extract British nationals. But when asked directly about British forces going in to rescue citizens by our own Jennifer at the Pentagon... This is all Major General Hank Taylor would say. At this time, as uh, I said, our main mission continues to be to secure HKI, to allow those American citizens and other SIVs to come in and be processed at the airfield. The German press now reporting that two German Special Forces helicopters have also arrived in Kabul to assist with picking up groups from within the city. But if anything, things inside that city, they're getting worse. More Taliban checkpoints, more crowds outside the airport, more chaos in the city as the Taliban go door to door. Well, these other countries, they're not waiting. The U.S., though, says its forces under strict orders not to leave the airport. Instead, they rely on the Taliban for safe passage into the airport. This is not leverage. We rely on the Taliban for safe passage into the airport. You're the United States of America. You go say, this is my road now. I'll let you know when you can have it back. Oh, you have a problem with that? Allow me to introduce you to the Marines who will shoot you in the face. That sounds harsh. That's what the Taliban understand. That's the only thing they understand. We're, we're asking permission. Hey, guys, uh, do, you, do you think our guys could come through? I mean, I don't want to put you out. Just, uh, just think about it. No, you go take it. Go take what's yours. Good grief. All right. Jesse Kelly the third. 
If you had the means to buy any one company in the country and exert your total influence on the company and to the public from your new position, which company would it be and why? I would make movies. I would pick whatever the biggest production house was and I would make movies. I I can't stress this enough. Not as much music, but movies, what the public goes and consumes for entertainment they are a critical part of telling a country, of telling a culture what that culture should be. They tell you, when you go to the movies, you find out what you incentivize, what's incentivized here, and what's disincentivized here. That's why you're currently getting waterboarded with the gay stuff every single time you go to the movies now. Every single character has to be LGBTQ, and this shows about tolerance and Movies in the United States of America used to be about good versus evil, right versus wrong, heroes fighting bad guys. Now it's all one big social justice lecture. And it is extremely, extremely harmful to the country as a whole. You don't think it matters? They matter a lot. They matter a lot. And every culture in the history of mankind has understood it matters a lot. They were really, really, really focused on the plays and the poetry and things like that throughout history. They knew the culture would pick up values from the things they consume for entertainment. And the things we consume for entertainment now are complete and utter poison. Complete and utter poison. Wretched filth. Dear Great Dog Whisper Oracle. I've done a lot of reflections since I started listening to you in early 2020 and how we lost the conservative culture and not realizing how powerful the communists are. I, real, I, I keep remembering the Duke lacrosse case as an example. The corrupt media and communist group, groups swarmed a case that was never materially true. Young men's lives destroyed. A local prosecutor who was lured into the spotlight of fame, now jobless and lost his law license, a sheriff involved who committed suicide, college, college professors who published an open letter in a newspaper denouncing the boys that never faced discipline for defamation, and the $100 million plus in settlement and legal and court costs. This is one huge edu educator or indicator of how rabid the communists are. Says I can use his name. Keep on rocking, baby. Steve. I've tried to explain this before. They have the power now because they can create narratives out of nothing. They have the power to destroy you. No, they don't have to they don't have to ultimately send you to prison for something. They can ruin you if they choose to, like that. Like that. And yes, they don't the reason the body count for communism is so high is they simply I, I've called it before an anti-human religion because it is. They just don't they just don't, it never enters their mind. I, I've told this story before. In fact, I think I might have told it tonight. Stalin. I told this, Stalin had a son. Stalin had a son. I believe it was his oldest son. I don't remember, right? I'm doing this off the top of my head. Stalin had a son. He's in the middle of a brutal, bloody war with the Nazis, with Germany. The Nazis get their hands on Stalin's son. He was a soldier, just a regular enlisted soldier. No, no higher ranking guy. Wasn't even a good one if I remember right, but he was just a soldier. Nazis get their hands on him. They think they've struck gold. Oh my gosh, it's Stalin's son. We can leverage this. And the Stalin and the Nazis promptly got a hold of Stalin. Ring, ring. Hey, Stalin, got your son over here. You have this general, this general, and this general. 
send him back or we'll hurt your son. We'll exchange these generals. We'll give you your son back. Give us our generals back. And you know what Stalin said? Without hesitation, we don't trade generals for normal soldiers. Son ended up dying a short time later, was so despondent his father left him to die. He threw himself on an electric fence in a Nazi concentration camp. It's an anti-human ideology. So that's why they're so quick to rapidly destroy everything and everyone in their path simply because they don't place a value on human life. You're seeing this with coronavirus a lot now. It's one of these things that's starting to float around. There's some Alabama doctor who said he won't treat patients who haven't been vaccinated. A North Texas hospital is saying they won't treat patients that won't be vaccinated. And anybody with a sane, uh, with a, any heart at all is saying, whoa, what? Are you, a, are you a monster? Are you out of your mind? They don't look at human life the way you and I look at human life. They just don't look at people that way. They don't. Your life is of no value at all. I mean, they, they kill each other, too. Once they take over power, they just spend all their time killing each other. All right. We're not done yet. I have, oh, my gosh, there are so many more of these. You know what? I am going to try to churn through every one of these before the end of the show. Hang on. Is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I'll get back to your questions in just a second. And I know I have a bunch more to go. I know. All right. But I saw this. I just, I just I had to say something about it. This is a real headline on my life. You can go look it up. This is from the Hill. This is from the Hill. Vaccinated man in Florida dies. Daughters share their anger and urge people to get vaccinated. Quote, he was infected by someone who chose not to get vaccinated and his death was preventable. Chris, do me a favor. Uh, bring up our boy Yuri Bezmanov again and uh, go ahead and play that for me real quick. Just, just go ahead and play it. Uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it. There's nothing you can do to save some of these people now. There's nothing to... Your dad got vaccinated. He died from coronavirus. That's terrible. It's very sad. Your message is get vaccinated because an unvaccinated person infecting him infected him. That's not even true either. You don't know that because they're already showing. We know this now. This is the CDC. They're saying vaccinated people carry as much of the virus as unvaccinated people. So he could very well have caught it from a vaccinated person. None of what you just said is true. But there's nothing you can say to these people now because they're demoralized. There's no, You can't wake them up. There's nothing you can do. Back to your emails. Dr. Kelly, love the show, but you must drive a convertible because anyone with a head your size can never fit into the normal cab of a vehicle. 
That's not very. I don't know what he's talking about, Chris. I feel like I have a normal size head. I don't. I guess I don't understand the question. No, in all seriousness, I think convertibles are the most overrated, ridiculous thing in the world. What is the one part of the weather everybody hates universally? Every single person on the planet. Wind. You've never met anybody who says I love it when it's windy. People love the sunshine. People love the rain. I love the rain. People love the snow. I enjoy it. People love it all. But not one person has ever said, oh, I can't wait to go out. It's super windy today. Why do we then drive cars that purposely blow wind in our face? It's never made sense to me at all. I don't get it. Whatever. Steel. My company is offering us $250 to get the vax. That's a pass for me. But there is a number that would get me in. I was trying to think what it was. Maybe 10 grand, maybe five. What do you think? How much to get the Fauci ouchie? <sighs> See, here's the point where I'm supposed to say to you right now, I would never get it at any price. Chris, yeah, everyone knows you have a price. Everybody is well aware you have a price, Chris. I'm supposed to say right now, I would never get the vaccine, never in a million years, at no price. I mean, that's not really true, though, right? We all have a price. Yours may be higher than mine. Mine may be higher than yours, but everybody has a price. And that's not popular. I'll get hate mail because I said that. Everybody has a price. No, I I don't think five, ten grand would get it for me either. I, I don't I don't want it. I don't want it. And I'm starting to question its its efficacy, to be frank. It, it, it's, it's I don't know. Chris, what's your number? Half a million? You liar. If somebody offered you 50 bucks, you'd get it. Oh, no, that's a good point. Chris brings up a good point. Chris said the problem is if anything bad happens to him from taking the shot, he has to pay the medical bills. Okay, that's not a bad point. I don't think fifty million though. I mean, if someone offered you one, you would take it. You can pay medical bills with one. I, I would guess the answer is somewhere in there. But even then, are you sure you're that expensive? Like, I'd love to sit here. I would take. It would take a billion. What if some? What if somebody lays fifty large in front of me? Fifty fifty thousand in a briefcase. Jesse, here's fifty thousand dollars in a briefcase. I mean, that would almost pay off my son's braces. Moving on. Great Oracle. I have taken your advice. I'm looking to move to Texas. Job industries aside, how would you rank these relocation cities for a young stud in his mid-20s? Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Also, is there any other cities in Texas you may recommend? I went over this yesterday. I don't know that I'd go to Austin. There was a time, especially as a dude, I would definitely go to Austin as a single dude. I mean, it is the nightlife there is something else. But they've really, really carpet bombed that city with the coronavirus stuff. They just went all in. And then they've got a bad Antifa presence there. Now, Austin is a different place than it was. So ditch Austin. Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio are your three cities. And honestly, but it, it, they all have great jobs. And this is Texas. I'm not saying this just because I'm in Texas. Beautiful women fall from the trees down here. Any one of those cities, you're going to have plenty of opportunities. If you move to any one of those cities and can't get a date, it's your fault. Dear Dr. Fuhrer of the phone lines, Jesse, that's not, you know, that's not very nice. I haven't been that bad lately. Have I, is this because everyone's on suspension? Everyone's mad because I suspended phone calls for a few days. I might bring them back Monday. 
But look, if I do, on the ball, get to your point. The country's listening. As a fan of history like you are, I can't help but make the comparison between the debacle of Afghan withdrawal and what the British accomplished at Dunkirk in 1940. Winston Churchill mobilized every last boat in in Britain, down to the fishing boats and pleasure cruisers to evacuate 350,000 British troops staring down the barrel of the blitzkrieg in Europe. Why are our leaders saying we don't have the capability to help U.S. citizens in Afghanistan? What a crock. Okay, one, Dunkirk actually was, it was, in my opinion, yeah, Churchill did really well. It was Hitler's failure more than more than Churchill doing well. Those troops were stuck there on the beach. He could have bombed them to smithereens. Instead, he just let them kind of twist in the wind there. It was a huge military blunder, one. And it would have wiped out virtually all of Britain's military. That's why they were so desperate to get them out. That was all they had. You know, Britain didn't, doesn't have a, a bunch of people. But two... We know what's going on in Afghanistan. We know. We have the ability, we have the guys over there to go out and get our people. I've said it before. I've said it tonight on the show. They're simply too worried about the optics of our guys getting killed again in Afghanistan. They don't want a single American military man to die. And I like that. You know, I don't I don't want anyone to die either. But here's the thing. Those guys over there, our military guys, they're, they're quite frankly dying to leave, meaning dying to go out and save these people. That's part of the reason you sign up. You want to protect people. You want to protect Americans. They want to go take that chance. Instead, we got them stuck in the airport. To the most handsome person I can hear, I'm a 13-year-old boy, and I'm not sure if I should go back to school. I was homeschooled last year, and I don't want to go back to government concentration camps. So what, so what does the all-knowing Jesse have to tell me? says, I can say his name. His name is Cooper. I think you should do whatever your parents tell you to do. Good grief, you're 13 years old, bro. I mean, however, if you're the one making that call, depends on the school. If your school's making you wear a mask, stay home. If they're not, go to your friends. Hang out. Get into trouble. Dear Dr. Jesse, default winner of the handsome contests. If you were sentenced by a judge and you had to pick your punishment, what would you choose? Would you rather be sentenced to never being able to drive again and could only be driven places by an older Asian woman? Or would you rather be sentenced to never eating out at a restaurant again, meaning no more Red Lobster? Oh, I'll take the driver. I like being driven places. And I I, I live and die for eating out. There is no debate there. Chris, grow up. I live and die for eating out at Red Lobster in places like that. You know what? I don't need to go into that anymore. Let's let's move on. We have one segment left. I'm going to rapid fire through all these, and then we're signing off for the weekend. But first, sale of the year. Sale of the year. That's what's going on right now at MyPillow. You've heard me talk about the Giza Dream Sheets a thousand times. It's all I'll sleep in, the Giza Dream Sheets. I have several sets. They're currently half off. Half off. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, you can get Giza Dream Sheets as low as $49.99. I'll never forget the first time the wife and I slipped in between those things. We went, oh, my gosh, these are the best. MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. This is temporary, so go now. 
MyPillow.com radio, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE, sale of the year. Enjoy. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on Ask Dr. Jesse Friday final segment. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show, Chris, it's all on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes for you to podcast at your leisure. I should note... Obviously, this has always been a family-friendly show, a family-friendly show, always will be. You, you can always listen with your kids in the car. I'm never gonna, we, don't do, we don't do anything they can't hear. Uh, our guest from last night said a potty word that was obviously beeped out on the radio show, but on the podcast, the potty word came through. We have fixed that problem if you downloaded the podcast of yesterday's show and haven't listened to it yet, just delete it and download it again because the potty word is gone now. All right, the potty word is gone now. A uh, little snafu on our part. <laughs> it's all good now. Or your kids could just go ahead and grow up. Dr. Jesse, so many people on the left took offense to Trump when he started his America First campaign. No matter how other countries are governed, I'm guessing there, are, there aren't that they don't believe in putting their country first. I don't understand what this person's trying to say. How does any country survive if you eat your own? Well, you don't. That's the problem. But that's also intentional. Dear Dr. J. Steele Titanium Kelly, Yesterday you said the Alamo was small. I was amazed that Chris cut off your mic for five seconds. Normally that kind of crap will get you at least ten minutes of dead air or no fingernails, but it was your first offense... And I guess he has to think of your sponsors. The consequences of a second offense are too horrible to even contemplate, so don't go there. I didn't say it was small. I said it was smaller than I thought it was going to be when I got there. Obviously, I liked it. It's smaller than I thought it was going to be. Now that that's off my chest, if we had a national divorce, which in my opinion can't happen soon enough, what's your idea for what happens in the intensely blue areas? Name is Norman. Uh, Look, people are going to have to move. People in red areas are going to have to move. People in blue areas are going to have to move. When it finally happens, they're going to have to move. However, realize that's already happening. People are already moving. The coronavirus is actually helping move us along nicely. Jesse, my husband is a Grinch and hates spending our hard-earned money on Christmas or at Christmas time. Yeah, gone, lady. It's August. You're really getting out in front of this one. All right, I'm going to continue. He's already thinking about it. He thinks it's terrible how much I spend on the kids and family. Here's the thing. For the past couple years, the money comes from my vacation time. My work allows me to cash out vacation hours. Why is he such a big, mean Grinch? He had a bad childhood, childhood, and I had a great one, but his life is great now. Love your handsome face. Keep up the laughs. All right. One, I'm a big believer when it comes to financial decisions those have to be mutual decisions. That does have to be mutual decisions. You can't shake your, your childhood. You, you just can't. It's one of those things you carry it with you forever. Until the day you die, you carry the kind of childhood you had. I'm glad you had a good one. He had a bad one. I will only say this. It's going to sound like I'm defending him, but I will say this. I will say this. Stuff is never remembered. Remember, I, I'm, I'm the morbid guy who lives his life from his deathbed. 
I, I just always I try to make as many decisions as I can from the view that I'll be on my deathbed one day thinking about my life. What will I wish I have done? What will I wish I have tried? I won't remember a single present I ever got on my deathbed. Never. I will remember going fishing with my sons. I'll remember uh, this vacation with my folks. I'll remember doing this with the wife. I'll remember. You remember experiences. So if he's a bit of a Grinch on Christmas and doesn't want to drown his kids, drown y'all's kids in gifts, it won't affect your kids. Maybe this year. Maybe ask him if instead of gifts, because he's a bit of a Grinch, what if he wants to do an experience of some kind? Maybe everybody goes out to a Christmas concert together. Depending on your financial situation, maybe you bag the gifts. I'll be honest, my wife and I have done this before and it was great. Maybe you bag the gifts and go on vacation. Go to Florida. Go to Mexico. Go do Christmas somewhere in the sun. Maybe do an experience you'll remember. Maybe he'll be more understanding about spending some Christmas cash if he gets a fun experience out of it. Give it a shot. You might be surprised what you get. What structural changes should we begin to push for now as soon as Republicans win the midterms and then the White House? Okay, listen. Republicans are probably going to win the midterms. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. You need to lower your expectation. These are Republicans we're talking about here. They're not anti-communists like you and me. These are Republicans. They're born losers. They not only lose all the time, they actually prefer to lose. And they despise it when they get in control of something because then it means they actually have to do things that earns them media criticism. And they can't ever handle that because they're a bunch of weenies who, who long for approval from the communists. Now, in an ideal world, because I don't want to chicken out on your question, any person who takes over the presidency, House, Senate, will immediately launch an all-out attack on America's education system and the bureaucracy. Because until those two things are fixed, we're going to continue to churn out 4 million communists a year from college campuses, and there's no way we can possibly combat that kind of overwhelming reinforcement being put on the enemy every single year. And if we continue to allow the Federal Bureau of Investigation, NSA, and CIA to classify people on the right as domestic terrorists, we are setting up a truly horrific and dangerous situation in this country. That needs to be dug into now. Hello, Adonis Kelly. You must be really flattered to be able to cause such utter jealousy among the gods as a result of your immortal handsomeness. What, Chris? He's just being honest. There, now that I've enticed you into reading this on the air, allow me for a brief moment to redirect your self-absorbed attention to something other than shameless accolades. No. No, I won't redirect myself. I'm going to stay focused on the most important, best thing in the world. Me. Now, you, keep your chin up. If you're getting down, turn off the Afghanistan news this weekend. I mean, look, I like it that you want to be informed. Don't let this stuff tear you apart and get you down. Keep your chin up. We're going to be back having more fun again on Monday. That's all. So long.